Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's a brand new year, and that means it's time to visit the Dogs of the Dow investment strategy. We have a fresh list of the 2024 Dogs of the Dow. I'm Andy Gersher, and this is Games. As mentioned, we're talking dogs of the Dow, so you know we got to bring on Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services in Hammond, and then publisher, and you got to check out this website, UpsideStocks.com. Again, that's UpsideStocks.com. Chuck, always great to have you on the Gaines Podcast. Thanks for having me back, Andy. Yeah, and and you know we we had to have you on today because this is the first trading day of 2024 and we can put the dogs of the Dow investment strategy to work. And so that's where I want to start, uh, you know, just at the very onset here, explain uh, the dogs of the Dow, that investment strategy. It's been around since the early nineties has had a pretty good um, record of outpacing the Dow even though that wasn't the case this past year. So just kind of, you know, give us the setup here. Explain uh, the Dogs of the Dow investment strategy. Sure. The Dogs of the Dow investment strategy focuses on the highest dividend-yielding stocks in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. So there are 30 stocks in the Dow Jones Industrial Average, and the Dogs of the Dow strategy says that at the beginning of every year, you should go out and buy a basket of the highest dividend yielding stocks in the Dow. And typically, uh, you know, it, it's looked at as the top 10 yielding stocks. So the, the, the dogs of the Dow is usually a strategy that includes 10 stocks, the highest yielding stocks in the Dow. Some people have, uh, uh, you know, alterations to that where they may buy only a couple of the, the dogs. Some focus on the smallest dogs, the smallest Dow stocks with the highest yields, and there's all sorts of iterations. But the classic dogs of the Dow strategy is you buy the 10 highest yielding stocks in the Dow Jones Industrial Average, and I'll give you those in a moment. You hold that portfolio for 12 months, and then at the beginning of next year, you sell off what's not in there, and you buy what's in there, and you equal weight those investments, by the way, and then you hold for the next 12 months. And explain the concept behind this, because... It really does make sense because you're looking for, I mean, 
Dow stocks are blue chips, so there's not a ton of risk that they're going to immediately go out of business. I mean, we've seen, that's right. you know, and it, it, you've seen it happen, but we, it's, yeah. <laughs> it, GM comes to mind. Right, but, right. But but um, for the most part, I mean, right. there's been some outliers there, but you know, you're, you're you're looking to to play the rebound on kind of the weak sisters in the Dow, and then while you're holding those throughout the year, uh, looking for again that p- price to to bump up, you're also getting a nice dividend. But it kind of explained that in a little more details of of just the concept behind that and why you know what it says, why you use the Dow, and then what this big dividend. Yield usually indicates, you know, and then and why people then think that the there's a good chance the price is going to go higher. Right, and and you hit on several of those points. The the Dow is 30 stocks typically considered seasoned blue chip stocks that they're going to stay in business, that they have the financial wherewithal to kind of weather downturns in their markets and downturns in their stock prices. So it's a universe of stocks that works well with this type of. Uh, in effect, contrarian approach to investing, where you're buying stocks presumably that are down, uh, hence their dividend yields being up. Because as you know, you know to figure out a stock's dividend yield, you take their dividend and divide it by the stock price. So if a stock price falls, a per share stock price falls, the company's dividend typically increases. So this is kind of a, a standardized quantitative way to buy stocks that are presumably out of favor because of their high dividend yields. And as you say, hold for 12 months and hope that this idea of, of, of reversion to the mean kicks in where these stocks do rebound back to kind of some equilibrium price range. And all the while you're collecting dividend yields anywhere from three to 7%. And, and so that at the end of the year, your total return is, you know, you, you walk away with a nice little total return. And as you mentioned, this has been a, a strategy that has had a certain amount of effectiveness through the years. It doesn't win every year, and it didn't win in 2023, primarily because dividend-paying stocks in general underperformed the market because of rising interest rates and uh, you know, investor interest in those big mega-cap technology stocks, many of which don't pay any dividends. So it, it wasn't a great year. It was okay. I mean, you still made, I think, somewhere around 12 13 14% on your money using the dogs of the Dow strategy in 2023, but that still underperformed the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the S&P 500. And one thing but, I want uh, to throw in there real quick, that kind of return in any given year for for the Dow or for stocks at large is pretty good. And you weren't taking on very much. Re- I mean, the one nice thing about the dogs of the Dow is because you're playing in the, the Dow arena with these stocks, uh, you know, 10 of them being uh, in the Dow, you're not, this is kind of a, a, you know, a risk off in a lot of ways too. It's not a super risky strategy. And again, even in a year where it kind of underperformed the broader Dow index uh, and then, you know, some of the other markets at large, 14%, a 14% return on a uh, a pretty safe portfolio, <laughs> not bad, right? Oh yeah, no. That's that, the return was well above the average annual return of the market since 1926. So, you you generated above average market returns uh, with with using this portfolio. It's just that you underperformed some of the other benchmarks. But that's okay. I think if you if you ask a lot of people going into going into 2023 that 
you know, you can make 13%, 14% on your money using this strategy. I think they would take that in a heartbeat. So, yeah, it, 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 it underperformed, but you still, it wasn't like you got nothing on your money. You still made double digits. And, um, yeah, and I think that's important to, to, to point out. Um, now, I, I would not necessarily put all my eggs in this basket because, you know, to use this as a piece of an inve- a broad investment portfolio, I think is fine, but you don't want to put all your money into 10 stocks. Yeah, I mean, um, that's that's not being very diversified when no. all of them, all your money is in 10 blue chip stocks. High-yielding you know, yeah. stocks. Yeah, so yeah. I, I mean, there's downside of, of not getting coverage in some other areas. That's certainly a fair point. The one thing that I, I thought was kind of cool about the dogs of the Dow is it, it does rely on this premise that um, blue chip companies, they don't really alter their dividend to reflect trading conditions. Uh, you know, the dividend is a measure of the average worth of a company in contracts in the NASDAQ and smaller cap stocks. Uh, you, you have stock price does fluctuate throughout business cycles and that can indicate their dividend yield where the one thing I think that kind of plays really well to this is these blue chippers pretty much have very sustainable dividends and yes they are impacted by business cycles everything is is it's not so it doesn't their their business cycle and just their world doesn't fluctuate the same as some of these other companies that's why yeah, this is big. a great way to apply and they're big yeah they're big companies and they you know they have they have a history of kind of weathering the storms here and you know they have you know, broad customer bases and, and, you know, that size matters in terms of being able to, you know, ride out the storm. I mean, think of a, a ship in a storm and, you know, small ships have a much tougher time than, than larger ships. And that, that kind of relates to kind of the sustainability and, and the ability for these companies, not just to sustain their dividends, but to increase them as well. So, yeah, if you're going to do this, and again, you know, I always recommend this approach and, and I'll talk about kind of an approach that's that's dogs of the Dow adjacent, but I think maybe even a better way to skin the cat in a moment. But y- you want to take a, p- you know, you want to diversify a portfolio. You know, when people talk about diversification of portfolios, they typically talk about diversification across asset classes. Okay, right. You buy small caps, you buy mid caps, large caps, international stocks. Um, or, or that's within assets. Across asset classes, you buy stocks, you buy bonds, you buy real estate, you buy ostrich farms, whatever, that diversification. Then there's the diversification across time, really kind of that dollar cost averaging form of diversification where you're investing on a regular basis over time. But the one that typically kind of gets short shrift is diversification across strategies or style. And, you know, there's nothing that says, hey, I'm a growth investor, I buy growth stocks. But, you know, growth stocks aren't always leading the market. And there's, you know, so why not take a slice, even if it's a small slice, and devote that to some a, a contrarian strategy to bring in a different approach, a different strategy, where a strategy that may work at a time when growth investing isn't working into a portfolio. And this is a, a very simple way to do that with, with the dogs of the Dow. All right, we're going to get those dogs of the Dow choices here in a second. But, hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. 
If that's an option for you, I've been told that's podcast gold. Totally appreciate the solid there. And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new Gaines episode drops. We drop Gaines episodes on Wednesday morning. We're going to be right back after the break. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, we're back with Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the website UpsideStocks.com. And again, that's UpsideStocks.com. So as we were heading into break, I promised that we would break out our list of the 2024 Dogs of the Dow. So uh, we're going to break down each one and uh, just talk a little bit about the stock as well. I'll start here, uh, Chuck, with the first one. Walgreens Boots Alliance, ticker WBA. We all know the the drug store chain Walgreens. It is the number one dog of the Dow. Uh, as of this morning, it was throwing off almost a 7.4% dividend. Thoughts on Walgreens Boots Alliance? Yeah, it's a stock that is, is certainly overdue for for a sustained rebound. I mean, it was uh, it's not just the, the top dividend yielder going into 2024 for the Dow, but it's also the worst performing Dow stock from 2023. I mean, Walgreens was down about 30% in 2023, and it also had a lousy year in 2022. So this is a stock where reversion of the mean really should be kicking in in 2024. The, you know, they do have some change catalysts there. They have a, a fairly new CEO. Uh, they're looking to revisiting, perhaps getting rid of its boots, UK pharmacy business. So there are some potential change agents there, and uh, it's a cheap stock with a with a high dividend yield. So I'm optimistic for uh, Walgreen in 2024. And just as an aside, and in terms of full disclosure, I have been a longtime Walgreen shareholder. Uh, there have been many years when I was glad to be that shareholder, and there have been a number of years more recently when it has been a bit painful, but I'm I'm optimistic about 2024 for the stock. 
their competitor Rite Aid uh, has, has seen some problems. Yeah. I, I thought that was yeah. interesting. <laughs> and I, I honestly, I'm with you. I think the uh, bringing the Boots Alliance thing on with Walgreens, in my opinion, uh, it just hasn't seemed to be the the best move. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, we do see a, a turnaround there. That's our number one dog. Verizon constantly on the uh, dogs of the Dow list. And a lot of it, it just has to do with it. It's always throws over a 7% dividend. The ticker VZ, Verizon, you know, the big telecom uh, company thoughts, uh, Chuck. Yeah, I don't think there's a ton of growth there in Verizon, but again, I think it's a stock that has stabilized a bit here. And, you know, I mean, it doesn't take much when you have a stock yielding 7% to make a double digit total return. I mean, all Verizon needs to do is go up a couple of bucks in 2024, which I think it's perfectly capable of doing. And, you know, you can walk away with, you know, 15%, 16% return on on that. So again, nothing's guaranteed, obviously, but I think I think Verizon is in the position, um, as is the case with higher dividend yielding stocks in general. I think they're going to be a lot better in 2024 than they were in 2023. And then uh, next on the list, throwing off uh, 5.68% dividend yield, the ticker MMM. That, of course, is 3M Company. Uh, thoughts on 3M Company? They're They're diversified and they're in a whole bunch of stuff and they have a nice little dividend as well. They do, and and it's it's a company. Uh, again, you know, some of these larger companies in the industrial space have trouble sustaining growth, and 3M is one of those companies. Hence, why its dividends yielding about five and a half percent. But you know, if if the economy can hold up in 2024 and avoid a recession, which I think it can, then I think stocks like 3M and the next stock down, Dow, for example, the next dog down. I think both of those are the types of industrial chemical specialty materials type stocks that that aren't too sexy but i think they have some teeth in 2024 and if nothing else you can collect some pretty nice dividend yields in that five percent range on both 3m and dow and then next up on the list big blue ibm thoughts on ibm uh you know kind of a tech company as well i mean uh thoughts it is. And, and, you know, I think it's an understated way to play kind of the whole artificial intelligence thing. I mean, they've got, you know, IBM's been in the AI business for a long time via its Watson um, computer uh, artificial intelligence. And yeah, IBM actually had a decent year in, in 2023. I mean, one of the better years that it's had in a long time. It's actually showing some growth and you know that's of of the 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 dogs of the Dow here. You know the one Walgreens interests me just because it's done so poorly, and is due for a rebound. But I I kind of kind of like IBM a little bit here too. I think it's a a stock in a sector that will continue to get attention. And I think you know if IBM we've seen several instances of kind of the old dogs getting new tricks in in the tech space where. Well, you, know, you saw Microsoft that with Microsoft. Or, I mean, talk about yeah, the, yeah. IBM kind of reminds me of Microsoft a couple of years ago. Big company, lots of things going on in a lot of innovative spaces, laying flat for years and years and years, and you get the right buzz surrounding the company and things take off. IBM is in in, in a good position in a lot of areas in the tech space. They are, they are and it's underappreciated. So that's, a, that's a, I think, an interesting stock out of this list. 
Um, Chevron. You know, after IBM, uh, I think we have one of your favorites. Yeah, Chevron, Chevron is, is in fact, uh, we recently did our uh, looped-in podcast and made predictions, and that was one of the, the stocks that I mentioned that I liked a lot. I really like Chevron. You're getting a nice dividend yield here. I see energy probably ticking a little higher, nothing crazy, but uh, love Chevron. I think they're uh, in a good position here, and that's one of my, uh, you know, Individual stock picks at the beginning of the year here. Thoughts uh, on the Chevron? I feel good, too, Andy, about Chevron. That and, and, again, going back to my what I call the underdog strategy, where you pick the worst-performing stocks in the Dow and hold them for 12 months, and which, by the way, was up maybe about 27 28% in, in uh, 2023. The second-worst-performing stock in the Dow last year behind Walgreens was, you guessed it, Chevron. So, you know, if you're looking for a high-yielding stock that has a lot of kind of contrarian rebound appeal to it, I think Chevron fits that pretty well. So, you know, that's one that I think uh, uh, to take a look at as well is, is Chevron. And, you know, when you, you wrote a book called Winning with the Dow's Losers, is that that kind of concept, picking some of the, the, the losers on the Dow and then investing that's that? Ex- that's exactly what the book is about. It was okay. a, It's about the strategy of buying the worst performing stocks. And we went back, you know, to 1930s and, and looked at it and compile all that in the book. And that, and we actually do have a free website. People can track that particular strategy at DowUnderdogs.com. And uh, so it's, again, different way to skin the cat. Uh, it, it has some years when it does really well. It has some years. When when it doesn't do as well, but it it, it can, it's competed very nicely with the dividend driven dogs of the Dow strategy, and one of the reasons for that is that you know in the dogs of the Dow strategy, Andy, as you kind of alluded to with Verizon, there's not a tremendous amount of turnover. A lot of the stocks tend to be the same from from year to year, and in fact, you know, I looked and in 2023, the 2023 dogs and the 2024 dogs, eight out of the ten stocks repeat. The only two that don't. Our, uh, the next on our list, actually, Coca-Cola, uh, which was not in the Dogs of the Dow in 2023, but is in the Dogs of the Dow in 2024. Um, and the last stock on the list, Johnson & Johnson. Uh, all the other stocks were in the 2023. And just to finish out, rounding out the 2024 stocks, after Chevron, we've got, as I mentioned, Coca-Cola. We've got Amgen, the drug company, which is in, probably one of my favorites on this list because of some things they have in the pipeline potentially one of them being a weight loss drug that they're working on and is their pipeline then you have Cisco Systems at number 9 kind of again kind of an old tech doing some new things with cybersecurity etc and routers and then finally you've got Johnson and Johnson at 10 kind of an old line you know uh, medical stock but uh, again these are eight out of the 10 stocks in, in the dogs were the dogs in 2023. Uh, again, what I like about my underdog strategy is that, A, you bring in all the Dow stocks into the selection pool, even those that don't pay dividends, like Salesforce, for example, which was uh, the second worst performing Dow stock in 2022. So in 2023, it took off. I think it was up about 90% or over 100%, I think. Um, so you bring those types of stocks in and you get much, it's much more dynamic and it truly, I think, is more of a contrarian strategy. 
Having said that, again, it's a different type of way to skin the cat within a universe of Dow stocks. And whether you do the underdogs or whether you do the dogs, the nice thing is it, they're very simple processes, very simple disciplines, very simple strategies that anyone can implement. So I would you know, recommend taking a look at those. So if you want the 2.0 and another layer of this, go check out Chuck's book, Winning with the Dow's Losers. And, uh, you know, it takes this concept and slices it a little differently. And then I'm going to just recap again the stocks that we were talking about today. The 10 Dogs of the Dow, Walgreens Boots Alliance, WBA, Verizon, VZ, 3M, MMM, Dow Chemical, Dow, D-O-W, IBM, ticker IBM, Chevron, CVX, you had Coca-Cola in there, KO, he mentioned Amgen, uh, AMGN is the ticker for Amgen, Cisco Systems, ticker CSCO, and then the final one on the list, Johnson & Johnson, that's J&J. Um, now, as we just went through this list, the one takeaway here, and I thought it was pretty interesting, Chuck, is pretty diversified dogs of the Dow list. Uh, you know, it's a really um, stocks in a mix of different sectors and businesses, and that kind of is attractive. You you you, you spoke to how sometimes there isn't a lot of uh, rotation in the dogs of the Dow, but it is nice to see that it is fairly diversified here. Yeah, it is. That's you bring up a good point, Andy. I mean, you're, you, geez, you've got. Wow, you've got almost every sector represented I mean, here. When you look at this, it's a pretty darn good uh, diversified portfolio of, yeah, of, of safe stocks. <laughs> yeah, you've got you've got retail, consumer products, communications, industrial, specialty materials, technology, energy, uh, healthcare, pharmaceuticals. Um, yeah, I mean, for 10 stocks, it's it's probably a lot more diversified than a lot of individual portfolios. Um, so in that regard, yeah, it's nice. And, I and, guess, and and kicking off a pretty good yield when you start combining these all together, you're still getting like about 5% on your portfolio and just yet straight dividend yields as well as you're holding these stocks. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So, um, you know, as as we, you know, further look at the Dow, dogs of the Dow, I mean, what what's the other takeaway um, as far as, you know, implementing this? I mean, we're, you're, you're not going, this isn't a high flyer type strategy, but it is good. And historically, it's held up. Uh, talk about that, uh, Chuck. Yeah, it has held up historically. And, and I think, you know, what I, what I like about it, Andy, and I've kind of alluded to that here a number of times, is that, you know, a, a consistent discipline investment approach is, is even if it's a bad, consistent and disciplined investment approach, you're probably going to do better than if you have no approach at all. And here it's a, it's a systematic, quantitative, disciplined way. It, you, you know, you, here's what you buy. Here's when you sell it. Here's when you reconstitute it into the new list. Um, and, and, it's, and it's very simple to do, and it doesn't require a trillion dollars to do it. And, and I think that is one of the, the, the enduring appeal of this plus, you know, let us not forget, you get pretty good cash flow. So even if you, you buy stuff and it's, you know, it's, it's doing nothing for you, um, you know, you're, you're going to walk away, uh, you know, with probably a, a, a dividend yield of, as you, as you mentioned, somewhere in the 5% range this year, which, 
you know, is nothing to sneeze at. And, and it doesn't require a whole lot of price appreciation to get you into that 10 to 12 to 15 percent range, as we saw in 2023. So, uh, you know, I, I like the disciplined approach. I like the simplicity of it. And, uh, you know, for investors out there that are looking for a a different kind of way to be a contrarian investor where they might be scared off, maybe just buy that are down. Here's a way that you can buy stocks that are a, a, a bit depressed and and get paid while you wait for them to come back. And, and uh, there's a lot of appeal in that. And, you know, it's really simple, too. I, and before we, you know, break away from this, if you, you want to implement the dogs of the Dow I, with Robin Hood and, you know, no share minimums and, you know, there you can put this to to work now at a pretty low cost. I'll just throw one out there because I have a Robin Hood amongst a million other different accounts that I play with. But Robin Hood, this is how you do it. You have a thousand bucks. You can implement this right away. It's it's really easy. Just take an amount that you want to invest, divide it by 10. Let's uh, try a thousand dollars. So you take a thousand dollars, divide it by 10. So that would be 10 times 100. Put a hundred bucks in each of the 10 Dogs of the Dow stocks, and you have implemented the uh, strategy. So take $100, put it in Walgreens Boots Alliance. Take $100, put it in Verizon Communications, 100 in 3M, 100 in Dow, 100 in IBM, 100 in Chevron, 100 in Amgen, Coca-Cola, Cisco Systems, and Johnson & Johnson. You take your $1,000 divided by 10 that's 100, put 100 in each one of the 10 stocks, boom. You hold on to that until next year when you rebalance. It's that simple. You could actually be putting together or implementing a Dogs of the Dow strategy right now. This is turnkey, and it's really easy to do. Final thoughts on the Dogs of the Dow theory. Yeah, I think the turnkey part of that you mentioned is, is, really, is really helpful. The other thing that people need to be aware of, and you kind of said this, but just to reiterate, you know, Amgen is a dog of the Dow in 2024, and Amgen stock trades for more than $100 per share. In fact, it trades for about in the 280, 280 range. So somebody may be thinking, well, how am I going to buy Amgen if with 100 bucks? Well, as you mentioned, I believe Robinhood and a lot of these online brokers, brokerage firms buy a fractional share. So you're going to, you, you know, you're going to go buy a fractional piece of Amgen. You're still going to own Amgen. You're still going to get the return of Amgen. It's just that you can put a hundred bucks into it, and they're going to buy you, you know, a third of a share of Amgen or a half or whatever that hundred bucks gets you. So, you know, invest with dollar amounts in mind when you're using strategies like this, not share amounts. And when you when you change the the paradigm to investing dollars, it really opens up a lot of different types of strategies to you. And this is one of the strategies that works well in that dollar amount invested. You know, don't worry about share amounts. Just you know, take take your money, divide it in by ten, and put all that money to work in a full and or fractional share, and uh, you can implement this strategy. And, and you're right, Andy. They could you could t- take you five minutes to do it tomorrow, and uh, and you probably if it's something that that resonates with you. And you're probably ahead of a lot of the people out there investing, and and sometimes. People over slice and dice this too, and it's kind of refreshing. Just you know, like you said, take a set amount, divide it by ten, and then put one tenth into each one of the the ten stocks. It's turnkey. It's easy. Now, my final question about this is the rebalancing portion of this. Um, you know, I guess straight dogs of the Dow OG. 
you hold those those bad boys for an entire year and then rebalance this time next year with a you know a, the, the new list. Uh, what, what's your rebalance approach if you're you're doing something with? Yeah, this? The, the, your rebalance approach is exactly what that is. You get the new list, and then you put equal dollar amounts into each of those tents. So if you have some holdovers, maybe you have holdovers that have done well. You'll trim that back to an equal weighting of whatever you're going to invest, and maybe there's some holdovers that didn't do well. You'll put more dollars in, and then on new ones, you'll put fresh money into. So at the end, after you've done a rebalance, you've basically got everybody equal weighted, which means you're going to have equal dollar amounts in all the 10 stocks, and then you're going to hold for the next 12 months. One point I will make here, too, in the pure dogs of the Dow strategy, Andy, what you buy at the beginning of the year, you hold for that 12-month period regardless if a stock in that basket gets thrown out of the Dow. Oh, and that's in, that, oh, that was that's important. Yeah, that that's that's yeah, a key. That I'm glad you brought that up. Case. And that may be the case in 2024 and the stock that is probably most likely to get pitched is in fact Walgreens. And I'm a little surprised actually that it's Walgreens still is there? still in the Dow. <laughs> yes, I, I, I would have figured at some point the keepers of the Dow once once Alphabet and Amazon split their stocks um, that that I was I was pretty much betting that uh, you would see Amazon and or uh, a- Alphabet in the Dow Industrial. They're not in there now, and I would think that sometime in 2024 that's going to change. And I think the first one out is Walgreens. If in fact Walgreens or any of these ten stocks, I think after Walgreens you're probably looking at Dow um, as a stock that potentially would be one that could be removed. If a stock is removed, don't sell it. It's still keep it in your basket. And, and hold it all the way till the end of the year. Correct. Correct. Right. Any other caveats or little uh, things here? That's, that's a great nugget um, and, and a distinct possibility this year. I'm glad, glad you brought up uh, Walgreens. Yeah, no, no, other, no other nuggets. Um, you know, if, if you're somebody that, you know, doesn't want to have 10 stocks in a portfolio, um, you can cherry pick among the ten. You, you know, anytime you cherry pick, you, you <laughs> I just stick to the strategy because then if you start taking these things and trying to modify them too much, that uh, just from my experience, then you're not yeah, playing it, that. Then you're not playing dogs of the Dow anymore. You're doing the cherry picking of the dogs of the Dow. Um, the one though, I would l- like check out. Chuck's book, Winning with the Dow's Losers, and we'll end with this real quick. Uh, again, just remind the Gaines listener how that differentiates from the dogs of the Dow. The dogs of the Dow were taking the top 10 dividend yields. Uh, and again, just real quick, if you want another way of looking at this, Winning with the Dow's Losers, that's by Chuck Carlson. Explain that strategy real quick as we wrap up today's Gaines podcast. Sure. Dogs of the Dow is based on dividend yield. Pick the 10 highest yielding Dow stocks. My underdogs of the Dow strategy, which is in my book, Winning with the Dow's Losers, it's based on price change, negative price change of the previous year. And you're picking the 10 worst performing stocks in the Dow from the previous year. So the, the nice thing, Andy, two stocks that overlap pretty nicely between those two strategies, as I mentioned, one is Walgreens and number two is Chevron. So you know, if you if you're looking at stocks that that are playing nicely on both, that in a way are super dogs, um, Walgreens and uh, Chevron would be the two to, to take a special look at. But yeah, you're right, Andy. If you're going to play the strategies, 
either one or both, play them properly. And I think you, the way you play them properly is you go out and buy the 10 um, in each of those strategies. And, and be disciplined. Don't get scared That's off right. on because one of one of the stocks is a bad day or something like that. Uh, when you do implement these f- these strategies that we talk about, just like the Dow Theory as well, you got to follow the rules and then stick by it. Because if you break away, then you're not following the strategy. That's right. That's right. All right. Big thanks to Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter in Hammond. You also got to check out his website, UpsideStocks.com. Hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if that's an option for you. And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new Gains episode drops. We drop Gains episodes on Wednesday mornings, and I look forward to seeing you then. A News Radio WBBM podcast, powered by Odyssey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 